0: Hey, this is your host, Abby Nett, and you are listening to M-L-O. MLO. I got my main man, Casey, helping me out with this intro today. What are we talking about, Carp? Oh, we got some good stuff. We're going to talk about if converting
1: commercial real estate to residential real estate could help us solve this housing crisis we're issuing.
0: Very, very interesting topic with the pandemic. A lot of these commercial buildings are not even being used, and will they ever be used?
1: Only time will tell, but we got to figure out this problem ASAP.
0: Yes, 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 yes. And once again, my name is Addie Nett, and you are listening to MLO. Enjoy the show. We shall. We got a new little banger for the intro, right, Casey? A
1: little gumball drop. Oh, yeah. A
0: little. It's Friday It is Friday Feeling good today I'm feeling really good today too We're going to put together a nice little pocket episode yeah, A little pocket episode <laughs> with Just good nuggets The Friday podcast. Let me test out the cameras welcome, yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome Friday everybody This is the podcast MLO oh. So what are we cranking on today Casey?
1: Well, we're going to dive in and unpack and all those words that we like to continue to use, but we're going to talk about today to see how this pandemic is affecting all the commercial real estate. And is there a possibility that this could help us solve the housing crisis issue?
0: I think it's got a chance.
1: I think it's got a chance. I think there's a good play there. So we're going to go into the uh, reasons we think it's a, it's an opportunity, but also, you know, there's some stuff to look at to make sure it could work.
0: That jammer beat. It's a good jam. One more lap. Yeah. Swing. Loosen up.
1: And that's Casey's dance moves.
0: You've really honed your crap on the dance moves. Yeah, I'm gonna have to start coming up with some different stuff though. I like that. We'll bring in your kids could give some lessons. Yeah, no, they got it. TikTok nowadays. Tickety talk don't <laughs> stop. Alright, so we're taking out the shades, good intro. Let's roll into this. So the biggest one, guys, is, man, there was a 53% drop in gross leasing for quarter two. Big time. I mean, that's nationally. So you're looking at half of the office buildings. I know just where we work, I think we went from 83 down to 25. So a quarter of the building only being used. And we're seeing it on the loan side with the approval of remote work you were telling me uh infinite forever approved remote work from some of your clients this week yeah yes sir and there was a couple of those uh, companies out there i got it marked here a couple of the
1: tech companies slack and twitter uh mm. said that they're allowing remote work for their employees forever and i like to say it like that from you know what is it forever. forever and that's a big deal though guys i mean literally you're allowed at these companies work remote forever.
0: Oh yeah. I mean that's a I mean it's a dynamic change. Being in the Pacific Northwest, there are a ton. I'm calling it like the 2020 Oregon Trail. Cuz we've got San Francisco below us, we're in Portland, and then Seattle above us, and yeah. they're all coming to cheaper housing. They're all going to a more affordable housing market. And Portland's one of the top areas, Portland, Vancouver, um, all those people, not Vancouver, B.C., but Vancouver, Washington. Washington, yes. So our Washington listeners State. from all across the uh, country, I don't want them to think that we're talking about Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. But a lot of people come in because of that approved remote work, and it's indemf- indefinite. I think I got that. Yep. In <laughs> and, and most cases. So we wanted to roll into will commercial buildings be, what is the conversion going to be like? What are we going to use all this space, and can it solve the housing crisis and stop inflated rents, house prices, and make the American dream of home ownership a possibility for more people? Casey,
1: yeah, for sure, and if anything, give them at least some access to opportunity of inventory. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. when it's so shorted, you're we're seeing that right now, and have been seeing that, guys. When you have a shortage of housing industry, um, that's just going to continue. Uh, to, to rise unless you're creating more inventory, right? So when you have the shortage of the inventory, then you have for everyone trying to get on these homes, bidding wars, driving up higher prices and that kind of stuff. And you're, you know, let's just say there's that one house, 10 people are going after it. Well, one, one person's going to get it. Nine are going to lose, right? So creating more inventory, I think, for those other nine people that lost out to go find another place would be huge, right, Addie?
0: It'd be massive. Now, yeah,
1: is that the, you know, the commercial real estate conversion, uh, to residential, we'll find out. Um, but let's kind of talk about it because you had downtown, right? Mm -hmm. So that would probably be your spaces most likely associated with most of these, um, commercial buildings and stuff like that, at least centralized around a downtown. They used to be popping, right guys? I mean, you know, we all look forward to Friday nights, going downtown to 23rd street or whatever, and getting Mm -hmm. happy hour. And for the business meetings like us, like if there's Wednesday night, you know, we're doing happy hours or we're going out with family and friends for Saturday dinners, whatever it was, it was lively. You know, the, the neighborhoods were packed, the sidewalks were packed. I mean, look at it now guys, as, as the pandemic hit, uh, people went, you know, working remote from home, they're not going downtown to the office for safety reasons for, availability reasons, and you're just seeing it being a ghost town now, right? Right. So it's a ghost town. So as Addie was mentioning, now you're starting to see leases, you know, uh, property owners running into issues with, uh, you know, vacant leases, uh, half the building being emptied. We're seeing it here, you know, even here where we work, we see uh, different spaces, people moving out, boxes going. So
0: um, to add a- to the potential, too, of commercial conversions, I would say malls. You look at huge oh, malls great. and spaces. Like I didn't even think of that. The country does need affordable housing. So even though you know we're mortgage advisors and we do mortgages for home purchases and help people buy sell homes, there is still a need for low-income housing yes, sir. or just apartments, rentals, not even low-income, luxury apartments owning a home isn't everybody's dream. So what are we going to do with all this space, right? Right. And how is that going to convert? Um, another addition would be the homeless communities. Like, that's a huge, huge issue in a lot of towns. So could some of these commercial spaces be converted to mixed-use properties? Maybe, maybe you know, your storefront areas are, like, counterless shopping um, drop-off areas, a whole new dynamic of a retail front with mixed apartments above condos for sale at the top are totally. we going to see a triple conversion in these buildings where it's retail rent and then like the rooftop is penthouse style where like only those units are sold it's gonna i think there's gonna be a lot of creative uh architecture and conversion required to even make it possible i'm not so sure but i'll take the parking
1: i'll take that parking but i think you're right and i think that does open up that out. Ar- opportunity for those developers or real estate investors to get creative with the space right because every commercial space is gonna it's gonna be different it could be a mixed-use space um it, it could be an office it could be a hotel mm-hmm. uh you know different different
0: setups and those are gonna re- hotels just think about like the swanky like the nines downtown they were building a ritz carlton that's on pause yeah oh yeah pause pause
1: the ritz mr is ritz
0: Just put that on pause. What are we going to do with these?
1: Right. And and so when we get into this kind of second section of it is the then looking at converting commercial space to useful residential space. Right. And we're seeing it in a couple a couple areas that have already have already started this. But um, still that driving question behind all of that, though, is will people come back to live in downtown or in crowded spaces once it is all done. And that's something we're going to keep reiterating because that's, that's, that's the pro and the con way of this whole, the whole discussion is if you do this, you know, will it succeed? Right. So what we saw is like in, uh, in Cleveland, mm-hmm. they've, they've converted um, office to residential conversions. And most recently, uh, you know, downtown in Cleveland, I think they've been having a really growing, uh, Uh, hip-hop culture has definitely been picking up the last handful of years last decade or so there for sure Um, but what's what's cleveland they converted old factories office buildings department stores into high-end apartments and waterfront view luxury condos and you're seeing young professionals hip-hop artists and sophisticated baby boomers have Mm -hmm. moved into this Um, and so that's a nice little vision of what could happen right when you're converting those spaces
0: Yeah. You know, and just to think about some of the most amazing viewpoints from a city standpoint, like some of the hotels have the best city views, whether it's for concerts or the riverscape or mountain views. So are those going to be converted? And I'm very curious if any of them will be for sale right like are they going to be for sale is it going to be luxury condos but what cleveland might be the prime uh pioneer on these conversion timelines and what might fall suit for the rest of the country casey yeah and
1: and there there is companies out there and people that look at doing this um conversions and stuff so they're already trying to see about ways you know that it's going to happen but that's a good question what are the costs going to be and again or these developers or these investors that are going to look at that. I mean, there's a big financial analysis breakdown that needs to be done and to see like if the the costs are really going to be there if, and then can we get the people to come back to, you know, yeah, cover that. Yeah, that's so, a good
0: point. I think too, if you're looking at conversions and the different types of buildings, like obviously hotels are really easy. Um, existing uh, apartments or other, th- those will work because, the interior piece of it like plumbing is already there but if you're looking at say like an office building that only has every floor
1: one bathroom right or two maybe
0: yeah it's gonna be how are they gonna how do you make this that stuff
1: yeah and that's a great point Addie, because that's what they say there is obviously different commercial buildings are going to be easier to convert than others right a hotel already basically i like the word subdivided but you know they've broken down separated all the rooms they already have their own uh, bathrooms and own facilities and stuff for each room a little bit easier to convert that right to apartments condo stuff office well yeah you're, you're gonna have to figure it out one thing that's great that they mentioned is you already have built-in infrastructure wi-fi and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff which is amazing to have for your apartment so the, all that wiring stuff's there but you mentioned a great point it's the plumbing because you that's where it's going to get real costly because you're going to have to basically redo that plumbing system to get it or or add into it to make you know, make it for each each uh, mm-hmm. unit to have their own bathroom. So that is a, you know, a cost-driven view that has to be decided on.
0: Well, and it's like maybe we're going to move a little bit to, like, a lot of hostile situations. Like, they have that where there's... Hopefully it's not the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, man, what are they... Like, converting all that plumbing is going to be extremely expensive, but um, what's going to happen when these buildings get into foreclosure because we're starting to see some of these from a commercial side, right? Case.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I was looking for it right here. It says, uh, yeah, we have more than half of the 600 plus hotel owners. And this is a recent survey that was done said that they're in danger of losing their properties, uh, to foreclosure due to the pandemic. Um, and really, you know, there's still some years to be seen on how that's going to affect with these leases. Uh, but like I said, those companies that look into this conversion, uh stuff with the commercial to residential they're saying that you know you're gonna see anywhere we're talking about 15,000 to 25,000 hotels that could shut down by the end of 2021 that's unreal
0: that's unreal so a lot of empty space you know it's like crazy i'm thinking through all the different hotels i've stayed at and um or been to like events totally like that and the only thing I started thinking of is like, maybe Amazon can take on more warehouse space. I don't know. Like whether it's Amazon or their shopping center, Google. Could they
1: convert some of those and maybe some like data warehousing places?
0: Data warehousing. Do we, but do we want to be around that?
1: Do you want to be around that? Do you want that downtown? Right. I know like for us, they're the Dows and Mm -hmm. and they're putting some facilities out there. So maybe they want those away from your suburban areas or down, you know, city areas. So that is, I mean, that's another factor. And then like we keep, Kind of saying in this episode, guys, we really wanted to point out those facts of we got a, honestly, I think a feasible opportunity here or that could work. But that feasibility part is the big question. Can the financing work and are we able to get
0: people to come back into these cities to buy and live and stay in? Well, and I think that's a nice kind of transition over to the demand of wanting to be in the city is that disappearing is it people moving to more out of city rural areas right, right cuz right. that seems to be that seems to be a constant call whether maybe once every other day for me and people will be like hey we want to get out we want to go an hour well let's use miles cuz hours based on traffic but they want to go 50 to 100 miles outside of the city or maybe even be closer to like the coast or a lake to, so they have more of a lifestyle of like oh, well, now we can actually go enjoy the outdoors and family time. and But do you think that the demand will really be there to want to live right downtown? Because it's like, okay, there's not that pop and vibe. Who knows when it'll come back, even to throw in a whole nother curveball. Protests, riots, all of those things are happening yeah. in these downtown areas. So how – I mean, unless you're a professional protester and that's part of your lifestyle – what else demand is there we got them here we do we do in portland it's a big big thing but i'm just trying to think okay what percentage of people actually do want to live downtown
1: yeah and i I think you're it's really going to be a city by city call you got to really obviously see what's going on i know us and a few other cities are really still struggling with a lot of stuff going on um there has been a handful of cities kind of bouncing back and stuff so yeah i mean it could be one of those calls where, you know, I loved your old Rose City, but maybe that wasn't the, you know, place to come back for downtown. But uh, Seattle looks better or, you know, uh, San Francisco or whatever it is. But that probably just going to be a city-by-city city view for sure because I think some are going to recover quick quicker than others, obviously. And that's all, again, a leadership call probably, too.
0: Yeah, most definitely. So I think it's, it's a great point, and it's a good thing to think about. Um, just...
1: Well- even like our investor guys, right? Mm -hmm. So our MLO investors and stuff out there, maybe think about it, guys. Mm -hmm. Maybe have the call. Call MLO, call us. Maybe we can see, throw some numbers together, see what it looks like for investment property purchases and stuff or or what's out there. But uh, for investors, um, it could be an opportunity that could be huge for people out there, right?
0: Yeah, and I know a lot of people at least, the investors, smaller investors, meaning they own maybe two or three properties wanting to grow are wanting to look into the multifamily situation, how can they buy a two to four unit residence? And then other people are playing on the apartment situation because the scarcity of apartments is is the rent coming from the apartment stable? Because there's a lot of landlords and commercial owners right now, even just in apartment buildings that haven't been paid in months. Yeah. Yeah. What's going to happen? Will the fed and the government or the current president or the next president, whatever happens in the next couple of months here, I really feel like they need to bail out some of these people because we're bailing out all the corporations, the airlines, different companies, but that this next six months will be very important to see where commercial goes, the conversion, what we got to do to get to the next level. And save For sure. Housing.
1: And I'm sure you're seeing it to people that are investors aren't even trying to touch it in commercial space, mm-hmm. probably because they, they, they see this happening. They see the numbers. You know, the fear is real there. You know, that you could be a bad investment.
0: The fear is real. Our main man, Joshua Billis, threw in a comment for us. Oh, we did? Sweet. A little comment. Uh, Amazon's currently trying to acquire empty Sears and JCPenney's. I couldn't tell you where JCPenney's even is. Um, But I remember buying clothes for first grade.
1: Yes, sir. Got all my pictures there.
0: The location's one of the country's largest mall management companies. Yeah, and back to that mall. Like, what's going to happen with the malls?
1: I think you brought up a great point with the mall. Mm -hmm. Because I think the mall could be huge for those different avenues, Uh, low income housing, uh, high rise, you know, luxury, yes, condos, whatever you want to convert them to. But I didn't even think about the mall space or like you were mentioning earlier, the multiple conversion level could be huge. Right. Mm Do you convert it back to whereas maybe businesses start to come back, that bottom floor is the um, commercial space still. And then you have three levels of housing instead of, you know, four story
0: malls. Right. Mm hmm. Yeah, it'll be, and I think too, and I'm not trying to be super heartful, if that's even a word, but the homeless situation, there's got to be a way, there's got to be a way nationally to assist not only with homeless, but then more creative, um, income-based housing opportunities. That's dear to me because like my first ever apartment, I moved into a month after graduating high school. And It was a low income building in the Pearl District here, which is a high end area for Portland. But the city actually has certain buildings created for low income. So I was able to get my first ever apartment. You know, I had my ironing board, was my coffee table. Yeah. It had a little nook that barely fit the mattress in there. But, you know, it was very it was like five ninety five, I think, was the rent. So it was maybe forty percent of the market rent. So could we allow for some opportunities like that, right? Some, some more affordable opportunities that puts people on public transportation lines, which when you're getting your life going or your, your career is a lower income bracket being, it's a high probability that you're taking public transportation. And that's where some of these buildings that are going to need to be converted are located so how can we solve the housing crisis how can we provide more low-income housing and potentially hopefully have some sort of resolution for the homelessness issue so
1: huge points and and i think we should you know Mm -hmm. if we're thinking if
0: we can we should we
1: should help out as much as we can we should try to fix these problems as a community as a you know as a group of just Americans, people, you know, the country We should try to fix this problem It's a real problem Housing crisis, inventory Spots for low income and homeless Just housing in general We have issues and we need to fix them
0: Great points Sorry, I just took a big swig of my coffee
1: (laughs) Gotta get that coffee
0: So bringing it down together though If there is anything MLO can do We'll do the outro music Great jam We're here for you. We want to thank everybody that's been supporting the podcast. I mean... Huge right Casey?
1: Huge too and I'm seeing the, the shout outs on Facebook too guys we really appreciate that when you tag us in you know comments and, and shout out for us so just keep it up guys we really appreciate the following too for all the podcasts and, and the followings we're getting on our YouTube channel.
0: Oh yeah we're, we're slowly bringing together those educational shorts on our YouTube channel if you could go on there and subscribe like so you get notified every time we put out a new video much appreciated all of our podcast out there, if you ever want to join the movement on the MLO podcast, hit us up there, write a little review for us. That helps us. But as we're putting on more and more content, we're coming up and up on the rankings and the downloads. And it's been really, really fun. And most of those people have never seen our faces. So if you're listening to this episode, hop on our Facebook live our YouTube, check us out. You see you what we look like. Us. And if you're just a watcher, we do appreciate that as well. But go on the flip side. Go on the flip side. Try that podcast. <laughs> MLO. You can download it. It, subscribe check it out all our 30 plus episodes thus far right there for the grab
1: and don't forget our industry uh, partners you guys can use this for your business as well you know podcasts you can text you can text podcasts to clients
0: big technology movement. Right? big technology i love it perfect everyone so casey thanks so much for taking the time on friday uh we i appreciate it, my man
1: yeah absolutely you know the show is where i like to be so yeah till next time
0: Once again, you are listening to M-L-O. Catch y'all later. Happy Friday, everybody. We can just jam out for a second. Yeah, no, it's good. Let it ride.